Hello, everybody. We're down at the Critter Barn. It is exciting to be here. And Mary Rothchaper is going to talk to us about being awakened to joy. She's got a goat to do it. Yeah. I think a goat is probably equal to joy in our barn. They are naughty. If anybody gets into trouble, it's the goats that are at fault. If anybody opens up a door or gets into something they shouldn't, it's usually a goat. They're pretty curious. They love people. They're very affectionate. Yes, and you're a deer, aren't you? Yes, you are, sweetheart. So I just imagine if you were a shepherd back in the time when Jesus was born, can you imagine the fun you would have? I understand that the kids from the clan, your family, which would be you and your cousins or maybe your immediate neighbors, would take turns to go out in the pasture and watch the animals, the goats and the sheep, maybe a few cows, who knows. But you would be watching them day after day after day. I mean, you didn't go to school then. You just watched the animals. You were the shepherds. It wasn't the moms and dads that took the time to watch the animals. Can you imagine the fun you would have? I mean, when I think about how naughty goats are, I can only imagine all the times that they had to chase them to catch up with somebody that would go the wrong way. Hello. <laughs> or what if you found a really good cave to sleep in overnight and the weather was a little, little bad and a little misty or wet and you wanted to be in the dry cave and there you are laying on your little bed mat sound asleep and all of a sudden a goat comes up, lays down next to you and starts licking your face or something like that. I mean, they just do anything. And a lot of goats will stand up on you. They, they are very good at their balance. So as you approach a goat, sometimes they'll even stand up and put their hoofs right on you. They're just naughty. And, and I think of the kids, what fun they must have had. And, and maybe their fun was like a special treat that mother was able to make them. Maybe it was a crop that grew at a certain time of year. You want to remember, they didn't have cell phones. They didn't have TVs. They didn't even have manufactured toys to play with. They just had what was there in the earth, what the earth gave them. They had their animals to care for, and they had each other. So I imagine, as they're chasing their animals around, staying with them, that one night when they all settled down to sleep, can you imagine the surprise and the joy when all of a sudden, voices around them started to chant, glory, glory to God, glory to God. And, and then they looked up and it was like the sun was shining in the middle of the night because the sky was filled with these angels, all singing praises to God and, and giving glory and saying that the Messiah had been born. A story that you had heard about from your parents for years and years and now it was actually happening. Can you imagine? how you would have had a heart full of joy when you were there to actually hear the announcement that Jesus was born. Well, a big hooray for Mary at the Critter Barn and the goats. Uh, the Critter Barn is moving a little closer to our zip code. They are amazing at having critters and also telling God's story. And so if you ever get a chance to go connect with them, it is a hit. It is a highlight. Well, I'm going to ask if you would stand. It's a twofold purpose for you to stand. Go ahead and stand your feet right now. Uh, if you're not in the room, I invite you to stand in this moment as, as well. Okay. We're going we're to go to the Word of God, so we're going to stand out honor the Word of God. But, but first, first, 
I need your best Heisman pose. It's this. Okay? Let's do that. Okay, we're talking about joy, and you're going to say, don't steal my joy. All right? Hang on to that. Ready? Here we go. Heisman pose. Ready? Count of three. One, two, three. Don't steal my joy. That's that. Okay. We had a, almost 70% participation, and, and, and I saw it down front. One of them was like, eh, like that. There's like, that, that, that's not bad. Okay. Heisman pose it. You're hanging on to it, defending the enemy. Here we go. One more time. All right. Don't steal my joy. All right. We're going to take it. We're going to call it good. Word of God, Luke chapter 2, here we go. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Will you read this next one with me? Here we go. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Good job. Just listen. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying together. Here we go. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. Okay. Keep standing for just a minute. The very spirit of the living God is giving you joy. You're intended to have it. You're intended to keep it. This world is not meant to take it away. The enemy is not meant to take it away. So let's pose it one more time. You ready? Here we go. Let's hear. Don't steal my joy. Don't steal my joy. Way to go. Oh, you just, we could just do that all morning long, but we're not. Go ahead. Sit down. That's just phenomenal. God is the giver of every good gift. If you have received a good gift, if you go, thank you, God. Thank you. Just, just thank you. It, it, it comes from God. Have you ever given something to someone and somebody goes, oh, no, 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 no. Don't, don't give that to me. I, I've, got, I've, I've got a standard response. When I'm trying to give something to somebody and I want to give it to them and they go, oh, no, 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 no. I go, hey, don't steal my joy. Don't, don't, don't say, like, I want to give this to you. It's, do, it's like, I know it might embarrass you and you might feel like you owe something. It's like, just get that out of your head. I have incredible joy by giving you this. Please don't steal my joy. I believe whenever we go, oh, God, no, 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 no. God, God's going, don't steal my joy. And God wants to give you joy. God wants to give it to you. And don't, don't walk out of here going, oh, no, no, that's not meant for me. It is deeply intended for you. Moving on into Luke chapter 2. When the angels had left, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem. We're going to see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurry off. They find Mary. They find Joseph. They find a baby that is lying in a manger. And when they saw him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. Here's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to begin by doing a biblical study of repetitive themes that surround joy. So we're going to do that part, and then we're just going to have a conversation for a little while. So we're going to do that biblical study part, then we're just going to talk all around aspects of joy. So these are repetitive themes. Obviously, they repeat. The first is this. It's common people. Just common persons are encountering God and are encountering this opportunity for joy. It's shepherds, regular folk. It's Mary and Joseph, regular folk. 
when the wise men follow this star, where do they go first? They go to the palace because they're expecting a king in a palace. And they kind of go, hey, ain't no new king here. In fact, it wigs the current king out. And they, and they go, well, where? Okay, it's, it's going to happen in Bethlehem. Okay, so they go to Bethlehem. And because they're wise, they're okay going and finding wherever it is that Mary and Joseph, wherever this baby is. I just want to say they found common people. Common people are intended to have the joy of the Lord deeply instilled within them. Now, now, now think about shepherds going and finding Mary and Joseph in the moment. What do you think they talked about? Well, hey, uh, good, good to see you. They've never met each other before. Well, uh, how, so how'd you get here? Well, uh, it was a 90-mile trip on a donkey. So they talk about that for a little bit. We're paying taxes. They might talk about that for a little bit. Um, the inn was full. We're out here. They talk about that for a little bit. We were watching sheep, and there were angels that showed up. Huh, what do you know? Angels, tell us about that. And then all of a sudden, they've got this common denominator. Well, Joseph goes, well, I had an angel come to me, wigged me out, told me to fear not, wigged us out too. We were utterly terrified. And then Mary says, and I had an angel tell me this whole thing was going down. And they're all having this, that's a common theme and denominator that they were all encountered by angels, just regular people. Regular people are intended to have highly spiritual encounters with our amazing God. And one of the attributes and the outcomes is that we will experience joy in our lives. Here's a second repetitive theme that surrounds joy. We'll call it the cycle of witness. The angels tell the shepherds about Jesus. And then, the, and then the shepherds go see Jesus, and then the shepherds go tell other people, and everybody was amazed at it. Now, <clears throat> if we're not careful, we're going to go, so the shepherds saw, and then they told you know, they, they, and we're going we're gonna to pause for just a little bit on the fact that in this cycle of witness, the shepherds witnessed for themselves. It wasn't just, I heard about it, and then I told others. They went and saw for themselves. I, I just, have you had opportunity yet this Christmas season to soak it all up again? To soak up the fact that God shows up. Incarnation. God in the flesh. God cares. God is here. I don't know what it is that you need to do, but I think it's, it's one of the reasons why we have some of the rhythms in the life of our church. It's one of the reasons why we have the prayer ornaments. It's one of the reasons why we're ringing bells for the Salvation Army. These are ways that we have that we go, that's right, this is the spirit of joy. This is the spirit of how we encounter, how we encounter God. And by the way, if you do go ring a bell, and I hope you do, it, when I do that, there's something that just hits me when I am giving, when I am serving, want nothing in return other than just going, somehow God is going to use the money that's coming in there to bless someone's life that needs to be blessed by God. And by the way, when you do it, smile big, and uh, you're going to be wearing a mask, so you're going to have to smile with your eyes as well. You got to really, you got to really extend a little bit of joy there, or you're going to look like a little, because like ringing the bell with a mask is like, you're going to have to bring it when you're ringing the bells this year. So for myself, one of the ways in which I kind of surprisingly felt like I encountered God was Terry and I decorated one of the Christmas trees in the back. There's 40 Christmas trees in the Christmas tree walk, something new this year. 
And we went, you know, let's have a Pastor Jim and Terry tree. We're going to do that. We got tree number 38. We were not early joiners. There's 40. We just got in before the trees were all gone. I turn in my man card. We go to Hobby Lobby. We drop $100 on ornaments. And uh, there was a little bit of like $100 on it. It was like, oh, Lord. You know, that wasn't the, the most joyous time. But while I was there, we decided the theme is nativity. So love it that the pizza shops put up the pizza bulbs and, you know, the insurance people put up the cars with accidents and there's deer, I don't know, whatever. There's all kinds of themes going on. And we said, ours is going to be nativity. Well, we're picking out ornaments and all of a sudden you go, you pause and think, all right, well, that's a nice display and that talks about joy to the world and this is, I felt like I was right there. I felt like I was right there. And then we go out to the tree. Lament a little. Well, that cost 100 bucks. And then you go decorate the tree. And as you're putting the ornaments and the lights on the tree, it felt like this very real moment again. I'm not telling you that to go, yay, Jim decorated a tree and went to Hobby Lobby and gave up another man card this Christmas season. I'm not telling you that. It's like, what's your thing? When, where, where are you able to find time that you're going to pause and soak up the fact that God shows up. Before we hit the third repetitive theme surrounding joy, can we go on a little tangent? I guess, I guess I'm kind of asketolding you. We're going to go on a little tangent. We're going to go on a little tangent about angels. Some of you have heard some of this before, but angels just keep showing up in this story, and they seem to be commending people towards joy. Angels have three significant roles. They are messengers, they are servants, and they are mighty soldiers. Those are the three roles that angels have. You're going to see some artwork that's come through the years trying to wrap our minds around depicting these different angelic roles. Now, this is, this is one of where I get the bee in the bonnet thing here. Uh, people do not become angels. We're not going to become an angel when we go to heaven. Now, you are going to go to heaven and have a resurrected body. You're going to be crazy cool for all of time and eternity that God is going to equip you with angelic-like capabilities and, and whatnot, but you will not become an angel. Uh, angels don't really want to come back here and live on earth, by the way, either. Angels are a created order and it appears that they were created before our creation experience. And a third of those angels rebelled against God. That would be Lucifer and those angels that followed that are known as demons. They rebelled against God. They fight against God and God's people and God's servants. And the other archangels, Gabriel and Michael, they defeat Lucifer. Actually, it's just Michael defeats Lucifer. And cast out of heaven... And so angels are a created being that they're not making any more angels. These angels are set, and they have already had their probationary period. Now, we're in our probationary period right now on this side of eternity, and the angels are trying to sway us to one side or another. If I use the terms of Revelation, either to be citizens of New Jerusalem, followers of the living God, or to be citizens of fallen Babylon, that we're just following ourselves as God, or we set up some other kind of idol as God. And that is a really big deal. So we enter into the world of the angelic in our physical world. There is a real spiritual world in our lives and all around us at play. And that's where we are constantly interacting with angelic 
beings on this side of eternity. Uh, and here's, here's what's really interesting too is those dynamics, um, messenger, servant, mighty soldier, we get called in the same role. When we wind up getting on track with God in our lives, we wind up being called to, to those kinds of purposes as well. So the cycle of witness comes out that we could be God's servants, God's mighty soldiers, and, and, uh, and messengers likewise. And that brings us to the third repetitive theme that it is, well, it is Christ-centered. There's a cycle of witness for common folks. It's Christ-centered. Now, you look at this and go, none of this sounds like, wow, you're telling me really new stuff. It's not new stuff. But it is simple, yet so utterly profound, every one of us is intended to enter in. At some point in time, we probably have heard some kind of Christmas story, some kind of movie uh, moment where they're close to the end, and eventually somebody goes, ah, you know, that's what Christmas is all about. I'll let you fill it in with your mind how they fill that gap in there. Christmas is all about family. And I would go, yeah, it's not about family. Christmas is about Jesus. Now, I desperately want my family to be right there. I desperately want my, I, I, I mean, it is of a great priority that our families experience Jesus in Christmas. So it's right there. But, but if we're honest with ourselves, do we ever say, no, no, Christmas is all about family. I just want Jesus to show up a little bit. We can't flip that thing around. We cannot flip it around that it's all about our family. And why don't Jesus just to kind of show up for that? The very Son of God has shown up. And we want those that we love to be centered around that and to experience it for all that it is worth. there is a conversation that takes place on Pentecost Sunday. And the apostle Peter says, you have made known to me the paths of life. He's actually quoting the Psalms, quoting David. You fill me with joy in your presence. And we begin to understand that this is a conversation about the fact that Jesus is risen. God wants to put joy in you. Hey, friends, if there's somebody that is hearing this and you don't quite yet identify yourself as a child of God, but the Spirit of God is saying, you, yes, you, I want you, I want you to say yes to me. You say, God, forgive me. I want to follow you. I'm going to trust you with my life. And God will begin to put in your life the things that you are so longing to experience don't hesitate. Don't wait. Say yes to God in the midst of your life right now today. And you can do it in the flow of the service. You can do it right now. And what we hear is angels rejoice when that happens. Okay, friends. But we have an adversary. We have an enemy walking about like an evil lion seeking to devour that which God gives us. And so if God has given you joy, and if God in your life, you're, you're, a, you're a tasty little morsel. That's what you are. You're a tasty little morsel, and, and the enemy wants to devour what God has put into your life. And that is what we're saying. We're not going to fumble it. Don't steal my joy. Well, when I was in college, and my dear wife Terry was in college, we drove a similar make and model of vehicle. We drove General Motors products, Pontiac Astras. 
They only made these for about four years. I had a 75 orange Pontiac Astra. She had a 77 white Pontiac Astra. And they ran about as good as they looked. Uh, they, they, you know, the alternator goes, the exhaust goes, mine rusted out before hers rusted out. And, but we would just fix them and drive them and fix them and drive them and fix them and drive them until eventually, eventually, it was like, it was like karma with us. We're the only two people on that small campus that had Pontiac Astras. And, uh, and eventually, we just had to get a new ride. And I want to tell you, Friends, sometimes we just kind of go the way we go, and God is a gift God. God wants to give you a new ride. God wants to give you the experience of joy in your midst. And I'm just gonna, we're just gonna kind of talk about joy for a little bit. I'm gonna come down here for a moment. I think we're still down here. All right, we're doing a little little pop, snap, crackle, pop. Okay, this is a joy bucket. It's not unique. It is my wife's. Uh, these are all about, and she puts things in here. I popped this out on, on other years, and I said, Terry, can I borrow your joy bucket once again? And she goes, yeah, go ahead. And in, in the middle of this are things that just are supposed to remind her that, that she's joyful. So, so there's, there's a little picture of us. We're, we're smooching in that picture. There's a picture of our daughter and her husband. What else is in here? Here is, uh, oh, here's a, here's a CD that I made. It's called Terry's Mix. There is... Uh, there's a major award. There's a second place ribbon for something in here. There, there, friends, there is so much, there is so, there are so many Tootsie Rolls in here. There is so much candy in here as well that she, that she has placed in here. Now, the thing about this is what we put in here is really important. The enemy wants to devour. And we're going to spell steal. The S strife. Other people, other people are stupid, aren't they? Other people, they're just like, other after one, like, they're so stupid. Uh, there's, there's, there can be so much strife and so much conflict. My, my wife who teaches kindergarten will say, well, they might be having a bad day, but I'm not going to have a bad day. Uh, we're going to go for it. You, you're responsible to people, but you're not responsible for them, meaning you're responsible to, 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 to show care and compassion. But friends, you can't go and say nice things to their spouse. You can't go and have work ethic on their job. At some point in time, you're going to have to go, whatever strife there is amongst other people, I'm going to give that. I'm going to give that to the Lord. I'm going to put that. I'm going to put this in the joy bucket myself. Troubles. Jesus says in this world, you will have trouble. Uh, there was a show called Haven. It ran for five seasons. And the people in the good town of Haven had troubles. Meaning like when something didn't go right, it, they couldn't tell like, oh, wow, that's why we're having these earthquakes and these, these pits are swallowing people up and why this, this cold. is like when somebody got hot or upset about something, something didn't go their way. And it's just circumstances of life. So back in the Three Stooges day, Curly would go, eh, victim of circumstance. Eh. And, and he'd do that. It's like, and these are just the circumstances of life and they just arise and we have trouble. We've got to put that We've got to give that to the Lord. Expectations. You know, I've got this expectation that uh, 
you know, my job's going to do this for me, or I'm going to get that job, or I'm going to get that money, I'm going to get that girl, or, you know, that didn't happen, or maybe the bar hop will work for me, and I'm just going to, you know, whatever it is, after a while, you go, huh, these things, my expectations are unmet, and then eventually, I've got to put that in the joy bucket. The A is for amusement, because, well, Joy can be serious business. It's not, we, we, what we're doing today is we're not talking about what joy is and is not, but joy is not fun. This is just seeking of fun. Joy is purpose and life is interesting and I have this deep kind of satisfaction and I'm ready for the day ahead and, and I, I get to do this kind of a mentality. And this is where, what's the next fun thing? What do I get to buy now? Where do we get to go now? What do I get to do now? Where do I get to shop now? And this is just that, no, 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 no. We've got to give those things to the Lord. And then eventually, the L stands for lack of effort because there, there's a measure of, I got to put some effort and energy if I'm going to be a joyous person. And I can't be lazy about pursuing those kinds of things. Um, and I need to give that to the Lord as well. If you've ever sailed, it doesn't matter which way the wind blows, it can blow north south, east, west. You can go whatever direction you want to go, but you have to adjust your sails. Sometimes it's really easy sailing to go where you want to go, and other times it's hard tacking to get to where you want to go. For us to have joy, the Holy Spirit, it's a byproduct of the Spirit of God. It is a fruit of the Spirit. But that means there's time that the soil in our life needs to be tilled. There's some weeds that need to be pulled. We, we have to ensure that we're planted by streams of living water. We reach for the sunlight. There, there is a measure that, that God is going to give it, but we need to put ourselves into that kind of pathway. And if, if we think that, hey, well, you know, 2020 is almost up. There we go. Then I've, then I've, then I've, then I've got joy. It's, it's, it's all good. It, okay, the next year is not going to bring it. COVID cannot take it. The Holy Spirit brings it. The Holy Spirit gives it. If, if you are a child of God, you're on God's team. You're a winner. And God, it says, gives to his people, he, he gives them new clothes. You, I'm going to call them uniforms. If you've ever been, I want you to think about some kind of group or team, uh, troop that you might want to be on. Maybe it's like, oh, I want to be on this Broadway troop. I want to be on this athletic team. I want to be on this great construction crew. Whatever that might be. That I'm going to watch out for that area right there. Um, that, that you wind up thinking about that and what kind of uniform you put on. Now, Basketball is something that's in my background. And I was played for a team where I was a Spartan and a team where I was an Eagle, one in high school, one in college. And on each of those teams, I was just happy to be on the team. Like, I'm on the team. And then when I was kind of young on the team, they go, hey, Jimmy, how about you go out and be one of the starters? And I went, who, me? And then in the basketball setting, they're going to call your name. There could be thousands of people. They go, oh, they cheer for you. And, and uh, kind of going out like, oh, shucks. Well, you're going you know, to say, like, what, what, what do you expect of me? And all of a sudden now, there's, there's opponents on the other side that are trying to keep me from scoring, trying to keep me from winning. And all of a sudden, there's this expectation that you're going to be producing something that is victorious. Yes, that's you. 
God has this expectation. You are on his team. You have been given the uniform of the child of God. You're part of God's family and your name has been called and we are cheering for you and you are expected to go out and run this race with deep perseverance. It's like you're expected to go perform by the power of the living God. You ought to have a little bit of swagger about you. You ought to have a measure of, yes, I'm humble, but you ought to have, and I'm not talking the old spice cologne. I'm talking sweat that like, it's showtime, baby. It's showtime. It's time. Let's go. Let's roll. I am an individual that is not only received joy, but I'm going to extend it and I'm going to bring it. And as you do that, you don't wind up taking out the stuff before. Don't, don't walk out of here taking your troubles with you, but walk out of here. It's not, it's not that great sleight of hand. I got to I gotta move these around just a little bit. But you're gonna be awakened to the hope and the peace and the joy and the love that God so desperately desires to instill in your life. Do not miss what God desires to give. God is so good. God has, God has so much for you. Are you ready to not let the stuff of this Christmas season steal your joy? Are you ready to not let the enemy take it? Are you ready to receive what God desires to give? I believe you are. And I believe that your life will be so beautifully marked and so beautifully sustained as you live closely with the Lord in that capacity. Let's, let's stand up one more time. Can we do this? All right, stand up together and we're gonna pray and I, I, I want you to, to receive this, this prayer. But before we do, just one more time, let's, let's see this. You're going to say it. You're going to hang on it. Don't steal my joy. Here we go. Don't steal my joy. Lord God Almighty, I thank you this day that you are here and that you are in this moment. Lord, we need you. We have to have to understand how deeply you love us and the fact that you have shown up. Lord God, as you extend to us your life and your love, we embrace it, we witness it, and we want to give it to others, the joy that you have given us. Lord, for those in our midst right now who are saying, I want to follow you, forgive me. Lord, we likewise rejoice with the angels. We praise your name for your glory. And all God's people would say, amen.